Week 25, the final full week of the NBA 2021-22 season is over, which means it's time to run it back. This is Run It Back, NBA Week in Review. The voice of the fan. Drop a bounce pass, throw down the rim rocker. Lay up off the glass, right past the shot blocker. A follow through like Kobe's money, you can cash it. For news on LA hoops, come over to Beach Basket. Date sports, post game reports, debates and play by play coming straight off the court. The voice of the fan making noise, causing havoc. Zone a man up, you can ask Peach Basket. The Peach Basket coming soon on there. The Peach Basket where the news begins. We're dropping news like we're in the stands. Creating news from the average fan. This is a show where we recap the week that was, then take a deep dive into that week for select teams. Tonight, we will highlight the best performers of week 25, take a deep dive into the week with the LA Clippers and Los Angeles Lakers, then discuss the NBA question of the day. Like you, we are basketball fans first, but we know most basketball fans are fans of other sports in general. Fans of sport in general, really. With that in mind, just a quick reminder that there are two titles up for grabs on the stacked UFC 273 fight card. Join the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC. New customers can bet $5 on any fighter and get $100 in free bets, win or lose, guaranteed. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Throw down $5 on UFC 273 and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code TBPN this Saturday at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC and sponsor of Run It Back, NBA Week in Review. We're going to start our show today by taking a look back at the best performers of Week 25. These are the players that average the most in five categories, the best scoring, rebounding, assists, steals, and blocks averaged in week 25. These are the top performers of the week. We start with Nikola Jokic. He became the first player in NBA history with 2,000 points, 1,000 rebounds, and 500 assists in a season. Wow. The Joker's ready to make some noise in the playoffs. Davian Mitchell made the Sacramento Kings and their fans proud in Week 25 with a 17 assist game, breaking the Kings' rookie record of 15. The greats in this game do more than one thing, they are multifaceted. Nikola Jokic is multi-faceted. He averaged 17 rebounds in week 25 to lead the association. Desmond Bain led everyone in the NBA with four steals a game in the final full week of the NBA season. Mitchell Robinson has been in this category before. He averaged four blocks 
a game in week 25 to lead the Knicks and the association. Congratulations to the best to do it in week 25 of the NBA 21-22 season. Let's start by dropping the pin in Los Angeles and talk Los Angeles Lakers. I really didn't want to focus specifically on the Lakers final week. Um, and I'm not going to focus on, on the Clippers final week record, um, their concern or, or the team news. I'm just going to talk about their season overall. Um, and it's, it's, it's really no shock to anybody that, you know, the Lakers right now are, uh, in disarray. Um, Laker fans are vocal about their, their, their disappointment with the team. Uh, what I love about Lakers fans is they're hard on their team. <laughs> they, really, they really are. They legitimately are. They just don't like it when other people are, uh, hard on their team. And I get that. I understand it. Um, the Lakers made a mistake. Um, they made several offseason mistakes. Um, and now the, the dilemma for the Los Angeles Lakers is that they don't really have a way out. Um, they can hope that Russell Westbrook opts out, which is unlikely. They can hope that another team is willing to take on his salary, which is also unlikely. Uh, or they can run it back. Um which seems most likely, but just not at all a pleasant idea uh, for Los Angeles. Um, now, fan of our, no, I shouldn't say, should call him a fan of the show. I hope he's a fan of the show, but certainly a friend of the show, Trevor Lane, who uh, runs LakerNation.com, uh, had a very interesting uh, trade idea um, involving the Lakers and the Hornets. And any trade for Russell Westbrook is not about who the Lakers get back because, you know, at this point we, we know Westbrook was not a fit and just about any player coming back would be, um, you know, I don't want to say an upgrade, but would be welcome, you know, over what we saw um, in, in this season for the Lakers. So it's never about, you know, who the Lakers are getting, but, why would a team take on Westbrook? And Trevor makes a great case for the Hornets. They've got some some big contracts coming up. Uh, LaMelo Ball, Bridges, they know that these players are going to demand a lot of money. So they need to have a lot of money ready. What they could do if they take on this expiring contract for, say, Gordon Haywood, Terry Rozier, um, they could run Westbrook for a season um, and – you know, Westbrook, uh, as he's shown throughout his career, can be really good on the right team. Um, you know, it, it might work okay uh, for the Hornets for one season. But then after that season, that $47 million is off the books. And all of a sudden, they've got some money to re-sign their young studs. It makes sense. Um, and it's going to have to be a trade like that that saves the Lakers from a repeat in 2022-23. Um it's going to have to take a team willing to take on that large expiring contract. And, and that's the one thing the Lakers have. They have their first round draft pick, which they've been hesitant to give up in the past because they don't have a lot of them, but they do have a $47 million expiring contract uh, for a player who, you know, is, is, is former MVP has proven to be great in the right environment. Um, so my guess is the Lakers are going to do everything they can to move. Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook is going to opt in. The other interesting thing hovering over Lakers 
pardon me, the Lakers right now, is what to do with Coach Vogel. Uh, I'm in, in in a minority. Um, if, if you look at um, you know Los Angeles Lakers Twitter comments, um, I, I don't think Vogel was to blame. Uh, he was given a, a team with some flaws and and did you know the best he could. I think uh, he he just kept looking for the right combination. He couldn't find it. Of course, injuries cost the team um, a ton. Um, you could you know, absolutely dissect just about every coach's substitution patterns, especially on a losing team. Um, and he, he, I'm sure he made his mistakes. I'm certain of it, but this is also a coach who won a championship. This is a coach who knows what it takes to get there. Um, as long as coach Vogel has the confidence in the year ear of his team, um, I think he should be allowed to stay. Um, number one, because of his track record, not this season really be, but beyond that, before that. Um, but also because who, who are you going to get that's any better? Um, you know, you look at teams, uh, you know, like the jazz who have uh, been riding with Quinn Snyder. Um, and I know that they had a, a really bad fall at the end of the season. So it may, that may not be a great example, but you know, the Spurs with, with, with coach Popovich, there's a lot to be said for consistency and the Lakers haven't had that. Um, really since Pat Riley, um, Phil Jackson, no, that's true. Phil Jackson. Um, but the, ever since then, it's just been stop gaps. It's been these one year contracts and these coaches that, that, that come in and, 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 and leave. And I, I just think it's time for the Lakers to, you know, to put a, put a, um, a flag in the ground and say, this is our guy. Um, and you could do worse than Vogel. Um, and, and if you can do better than him, fine, find the better guy, but, uh, or girl, but I, I just don't know that that person exists right now. So the Lakers, uh, season is over. Not quite yet. Um, they're, they're, they're dipping their toes in, in, into the next week, but unfortunately not to participate in the play in and not to participate in the playoffs. Uh, their season is done and a very interesting offseason begins. Um, Evan Moore wrote a great uh, recap for the Lakers. I have been teasing an article that I wrote, which identifies based on metrics that this is the second worst season in NBA Laker history. Um, and, um, you know, I, without going into a whole lot of detail about it here, because it really does need to be explained I took a look at metrics dating all the way back to 84 and um, based on expectations and actual results, this is the second worst season in Laker history. And um, you know, again, it's, it's scoreboard. I am an analytical guy, so I will be breaking that down analytically and look for that in the next couple of days. uh, I hope. Um, So yeah, sad to see what happened to the Lakers. Their expectations were high. Their performance was low and um, it is what it is. The off season begins, and they're you know the, the other the other really great thing about Los Angeles Laker fans is they're eternally optimistic, and uh, let's hope that their optimism is rewarded in the off season. Let's turn our attention now to the other team in Los Angeles, the Los Angeles Clippers. Unlike the Lakers, uh, they had a pretty good uh, overall season, especially when you consider the situation they found themselves in. Like the Lakers, they had a lot of injuries, but unlike the Lakers, they were able to overcome them. 
Um, and you know, you look at the things that we said weren't evident in, um, you know, for the Lakers, uh, you know, consistency, um, in Tyloo, which isn't fair because Tyloo has been there just as long as, as, um, as coach Vogel, but you know, there, the, there's consistency in, 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 in how everything plays together for the Clippers, you know, from, you know, ownership to, um, the players to the coach, there's, they all seem to bought into a process. Whereas, you know, with the Lakers, there seems to be some infighting, some disagreements about what direction to take a particular team or that particular team. So the Clippers, you know, did a little bit better. Uh, again, you know, the, the graphics, if you happen to be watching, I'm not going to concentrate on that. Let's just kind of recap their season overall. Um, they were without Kawhi. They were without Paul George. Um, they traded for Norman Powell and immediately lost him. It was just a wild season. But the Clippers kept winning. Um, at the end of the day, their season finishes at 500. That's enough to make it to the play-in. They will likely go into the playoffs, barring you know an upset um, and as a seventh or eighth seed, and face either the Phoenix Suns or the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, I'll save my thoughts on those potential matchups when we see what those potential matchups are, which we'll see at the, uh, at the end of next week when we do um, our show next week. Um, but right now, you know, the Clippers are are, are pretty good. They're, they're, they're pretty happy. Uh, they've got one game to finish the season, and then they're going to go into the play-in against the Timberwolves to see who represents uh, the NBA Western Conference in the seventh and eighth spot. Um, they got Norman Powell back. They got uh, Paul George back and all of the other players who held down the fort got better. Um, Luke Kennard got some confidence. Uh, Amir Coffey has proven to be just a, an amazing and valuable um, player. Um, it, it, the minutes he gets, he makes an impact. Uh, Robert Covington has just been incredible. Um, you know, and, and you could go on. Um, and that's generally what you want to see when you're, when your best players are out, you want to see the supporting staff take it up a level. Um, the Lakers didn't get that. Uh, LeBron certainly took it up a level, uh, but the others didn't uh, with the Clippers. It was really, uh, uh, they spread the wealth and, and a lot of players got better. And now they get Paul George back and now they get Norman Powell back. Um, as is the case with anything involving Kawhi Leonard, there's no, you know, there's just literally no news. He could play tonight. He could play in the play-in. Who knows? Uh, the Clippers aren't saying a word, and nobody's leaking anything from Kawhi's camp. Anything you hear otherwise is is just made up nonsense. Um, you know, I think the Clippers are going into this. Well, the Clippers probably know, you know, stuff that you and I don't know. But I would think that you know, Coach Lou is just coaching as if he is not going to show up. And if he does, great. You know, we'll plug him in. And, and that's really the mentality of the Los Angeles Clippers, which is pretty exciting if you're a Clippers fan. It's, you know, it's less about the, the personnel and more about um, the process, right? We play this way. And um, if we have a player that, you know, we can kind of fit into that process – that's better than the player we got now. And Kawhi Leonard would be, you know, better than just about anybody on the Clippers right now. They're just, you know, take that one player out, put that one player in, and they'll continue that same process. Um, so, you know, things are looking pretty good. Norman Powell uh, came back recently and said that, you know, his Clippers, uh, these Clippers remind him of uh, the team on the Raptors that uh, ended up, ended the season pretty good. Um 
this is a team that could scare people um, if 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 things you know fall right. Uh, if Kawhi can come back, you know, even more. I, I tweeted not too long ago that the Clippers without Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and Norman Powell were a play-in team, you know, at best, and, and they might eke out, you know, seventh and eighth seed or, you know, and then an early round exit. They get Paul George and Robert Covington back. Now, all of a sudden, that ceiling goes up a little bit, not Robert Covington, but Norman Powell. All of a sudden, you know, they, they're they're a second round team, you know, with the potential to make it to the Western Conference final. They get all three back, you know, include Kawhi. And, and all of a sudden, you know, the sky's the limit. That that is a championship caliber team. Um, now they were a championship caliber team in the bubble and, and they blew it. They've been a championship caliber team in the past and they've blown it. They've had three one leads and they've blown it. Um, we know their history. But um, I don't think anybody would tell you differently. This is a championship caliber team if they get all of their pieces back. Uh, we'll see if they do or if they don't. Um, but unlike the Lakers, they have some uh, season left to play. And um, their you know, next season looks pretty good for them because they, you know, a lot of their key players are, are set, um, are under contract. We won't go into next season until the season is over for the Clippers. So that's it. That is our recap of um, Los Angeles Lakers and Los Angeles Clippers. Before we get to the NBA question of the day, though, a quick reminder to download DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN, throw down $5 on UFC 273, and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code TBPN this Saturday, DraftKings Sportsbook the official sports betting partner of UFC and sponsor Run It Back NBA Week in Review. All right, let's talk NBA question of the day. This one's going to be brief because, again, it's just me. So you're going to get my thoughts. Uh, if you happen to be watching us on Facebook, uh, li- let me know your thoughts. You know, I'd love to hear from you. This has always been you know, always meant to be an interactive show. I'd love to uh, get your thoughts on this question. The playing tournament. It's here to stay. I don't see it going away. The NBA likes it. Um, it definitely, you know, regardless of how you feel about it, what seems to be factual is that it it, it keeps interest in 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 more teams longer into the season. That's a fact, and I think that's what the NBA wanted. They got it. It's not going away. So, what else would you like to see implemented in the NBA? The NBA has proven to be. Um, you know, willing to to grow, to expand, to experiment. So what else would you like to see um, coming into the NBA? Um, and I think I could have 10 people here and they'd have 10 different opinions. Uh, right now, I'm the only one with the mic, so I'm going to give you mine. Uh, I don't like inconsistency in refereeing. And I don't think any player in the NBA would 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 disagree with me. You know, one day it's a charge, the next day it's not. You know, for one player it's a foul, for another player it's not. That kind of stuff I think just really takes away from the game. And uh, the game is good enough. You know, we we need to find a way to make the referees' calls more consistent. Now. The um, the opportunity to challenge is good. That's a step in the right direction, right? And we've seen some pretty important calls overturned because they took a l- another look and, um, you know, they, they saw that it was wrong. I mean, there's situations where, you know, there's three refs. So there's, you know, 
three sets of eyeballs. And then the ref, who's most poorly positioned to make a call, makes the call. And the other two refs don't say a word. I always thought that was weird. I mean, this should be kind of a meeting of the minds. Um, but you, more than likely, I think what happens with refs is they manage a particular area. So they're, they're not all looking at the ball. They're, they're looking at three different areas. So not all three refs look at the same thing. But again, you get back to the whole element of human error. You get to the element of human emotion. Uh, maybe a ref doesn't like a particular player. A player's chirping a lot. You know, we've seen some you know very questionable calls by you know some of the refs that come up over and over again. Uh, some of them have become kind of infamous because of it. So anyway, that's the problem. How do you fix it? Um, listen, I'm a tech guy. That's my day job, and I, I don't think there's any doubt that we could for certain calls, um, implement technology. Let's start with what I think is the most obvious one, the um, you know, goaltending rule. Um, it's really pretty simple. The ball is going up, you can block it. If the ball is coming down, you can't. I mean, that's it. I mean, the only caveat to that rule, right, is, is the backboard. If it hits the backboard, uh, you can't touch it anymore. Those things are all manageable um, and, and, and viewable through technology. You can determine quickly whether something's going up or down. The minute the ball reaches its apex and starts to move down, a, a computer can sense that. It can determine that. It can be taught to. Uh, as soon as the backboard is touched, it can be taught to. Now, that's I'm just talking with cameras, right, the ability to, to, to make that call. Um, if you add some kind of you know, mechanism to the ball that will allow um, you know, to track the movement, the touch, um, then all of a sudden the game changes you know, across the board. Um, so w- what I'm saying is not to get rid of referees, but let's say for, this, for, for, um, uh, for goaltending, right? As soon as there's a goaltend call, the ref makes his or her call. And if there's a concern, you immediately look. And this is the other thing I think I would add. I would add a fourth referee who, who just sits on the sidelines. That referee, their job is to take a look at what you know the, the monitors are saying. Um, and that referee immediately knows, yeah, that's a clean block. The computer didn't complain. That ball was on its way up. So he immediately waves off. It's a good call, right? Thumbs up, whatever it might be. Um, and that fourth referee who's on the sidelines that one that one's the person responsible for reviewing all of the um all of the challenges as well um and there you go i mean what you've got then you've got consistent calls if we can you know get to the point where you um can you know, eliminate the 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 um the controversy around um goaltends well, then we'll move to charges and blocks, right? That's a tough one. Um, let's get that right. Uh, then we'll move to, uh, I mean, gee whiz, there's so many others that you you know you could think of. Was this foot on the line or not on a three? All of these things are really easy, um, you know, theoretically to fix um, using technology. And I, I for one, would like to see it. So that's my take. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, I, I know some people may not be you know, particularly fond of you know, having to go to the computer, letting the computer make the call. Uh, get that. I understand it. But I think for my money, it, uh, it can be the lesser of two evils. Um, and it helps us get these calls right. All right. That's it. That's our show. 
you know, the, the, the idea today was, was, was to keep it short. It's just me. The season's winding down. Um, but before I let you go, uh, I want to thank you all for, for watching and listening, not just today, but this season, this is a passion, um, project for me. I enjoy doing this. I'm not going to stop. Um, and I want to tell you a little bit like I did last week about who we are. The peachbasket.net was started so that I could write about teams I knew well. Um, I've written for other sites, including Bleach Report, LA Times, and others. And I, I, I wanted to you know, have a little bit more control about what I could write. Um, and so I got the advice to start my own. I did it, and it, 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 it's been nothing but fun. And over the years, we've grown. We've brought in more people. Um, today we have over 50 contributors throughout the USA and outside of the U S we branched out to include podcasts, streaming, social media, and more. Um, we've identified people that they really want to focus on social media and are great at it. We've identified people that are, you know, want to work on live streaming and are great at it. And, um, we're growing. I mean, we, we are, we're growing and there's no other way to put it. And I think every year, every season, we're going to get a little bit better. Um, this season we had our first writer credential for the NBA, which is wild. They showed up at a game at an NBA game with a peach basket, uh, media badge, which is incredible. Uh, super excited about that. Super excited about our partnership with the basketball league, a growing minor league with franchises throughout the USA. That partnership allows us to attend games, to interview players and coaches, and to really get a feel for what it's going to be like, um, you know, maybe to go to an NBA game, a WNBA game, G League games moving forward. Um, and, and, you know, those that, that, that league is amazing. They're community-based, and um, they've given us that ability. Um, and we want to give that ability to you. Um, now, you might just like, you know, reading, listening, and watching original fan-based basketball content. Great. Um, consider us. Read here. Listen here. Watch here. Thepeachbasket.net. But if you've ever been curious about doing it, writing about basketball, podcasting, streaming, live tweeting, we want you to reach out to us at thepeachbasket.net. We mean it when we say we exist to amplify the voice of passionate basketball fans worldwide. We're growing. We have opportunities. We have credentialed writers. You could write. You could podcast. You could stream. You could attend professional basketball games, um, interview players, interview coaches at the minor league level. And now we can honestly say at the NBA level. Um, that's the road we're on. We are excited to continue to grow. And we would love to have you come along for the ride. If you have any interest, um, let us know. Let's. Let's grow together. Um, I just think it'd be super fun to have more people along for the ride. At least as many people as want to be along for the ride. That's it. That is our show. Week 25 of the NBA 2021-22 season is in the books. Join us next week when we run back week 26, which includes the results of the play-in tournament. We will know then who's playing who in the playoffs. Thanks for watching. As always, thank you for listening. As always, we'll talk again next week. The voice of the fan. Drop a bounce pass, throw down the rim rocker. Lay up off the glass, right past the shot blocker. I follow through like Kobe's money. You can cash it. For news on LA hoops, come over to Beach Basket. Up to 
up-to-date sports, post-game reports, debates and play-by-play coming straight off the court. The voice of the fan making noise, causing havoc. Zone the man up, you can ask Peach Basket. The Peach Basket, coming tune on air. The Peach Basket, where the news begins. We're dropping news like we're in the sands. Creative views from the ass.